Hi everyone, welcome to the Steelers Center Podcast. This is probably going to be the most negative and pessimistic podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of the most negative we do all year, unless this kind of play continues from the Steelers. But anyway, uh, this is the Steelers Center Podcast presented by Steel City Blitz. I am Jeff here, back with Pat, who was not here last week because he wasn't feeling so great. How you doing, Pat? You feeling a little better? Yeah, yeah. yeah I had a little bit of a headache and... Whole fever, but yeah. you know we're back and healthy. Yeah, we're, we're feeling good. Hopefully, we're back, getting... back and healthy, unlike the Steelers. Yeah, getting back into. <laughs> so, I don't even know where to begin. With uh, I mean, seriously, this that uh, Steelers took a twenty-four to ten loss at home to the Cincinnati Bengals. I was very nervous for those of you who listened last week or follow me on Instagram. I was very nervous going into that game, and apparently, rightfully so. Um, there was, there was so much that went wrong with this game. I mean, you could make excuses for the injuries, but even still the players that were on the field were not doing good. Ben did not look good. The offensive line didn't look good. I, I don't, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Where I, I, I really don't. It's, what, what, what do you think, what do you think about Ben right now? Ben right now, obviously he's... On the older side, mm. on the much older side, <laughs> uh, his body's worn down. I mean, he's played a lot of football, taken a lot of hits in his life. Um, I don't think it's all on him, though. No, I think he is still a. I mean, his mind for the game is still there, so he knows what he has to do with the football. I'm sure he knows that his body's not where it once was. Um, I still think he can manage a game. All, I, he ha- I all he has to do is minimize his mistakes throwing the ball to the defense. If he doesn't let that happen, then I have no issues with him. That one pick that he had, to, actually Logan Wilson caught both of his picks, but the one uh, the one pick that he had, I, I don't know if he just didn't see him, but he just threw it directly at Logan Wilson. It was like the, the dumb... triple coverage one. No, it was the one where he was roll. He actually rolled out of the pocket. He rolled out to his right and uh, went to throw. I I don't know. I don't even know who he was targeting in the middle of the field. I saw who he was targeting. I don't it was know a guy what... in the middle of the field. Was, he had two was, defenders and... to the side of him. Right. Yeah, that but one? the throw probably would have gotten through. It would have gotten through. Logan if Wilson Logan was right there, like <laughs> literally right in front of him, and Ben threw it. Right at him. I'm wondering if it was one of those throws where, like, as he was throwing it, was like, oh, shit, that's a pick. Or if he threw it, saw it got picked off, and was just like, oh, my God, where was that guy the whole time? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what... That was, like, no exaggeration. I've been watching Ben Roethlisberger his entire, his entire career. He got drafted when I was five. I've seen every single snap Ben Roethlisberger's ever had. That was one of the worst throws I've ever seen him make. Like, that was literally one of the worst plays I've ever seen Ben Roethlisberger make. That could also just be him trying to make something happen. Maybe. Maybe. I don't like... It was bad, though, man. It It was really bad. But I've noticed a lot of people are trying to pinpoint one thing as to what's going on. Like, one reason as to what the problem is. Like, people are either saying, oh, it's Ben. Oh, it's the offensive line. No, oh, it's, it's Matt Canada. It's a combination it's of everything. All of it. It's, it's everything. It's all of it. It can be more than one thing. That's why there's so many problems. If there was only one problem, we would probably at least look a little bit better. That's why it looks so bad is because there are multiple issues. I will say, though, it does start with Matt Canada. 
Yeah. It starts there. Because mm-hmm. as we've seen for the past couple of weeks, we have a lot of short passes and deep balls down the sideline. I can't. I can't watch it. It is, dude. It's on. It's unwatchable. We like, I, we came into this year and we were like, Matt Canada's gonna throw some motion in the offense. He's gonna open everything up. We're gonna run the ball down people's throats. Maybe a little bit. New line. We were a little skeptical. Yeah. Um. The. But we are seeing the exact same playbook as we saw last year. It is dude, literally it, the same playbook. And and the the thing with the motions is like. The motions are useless right now because I, I think I talked about this last week. The motions work when the defense is concerned about it. Like, if you do a pre-snap motion, if Claypool's on the left coming from the right or coming to the right and while he's in motion, they snap the ball, that'll throw off a defense if they're afraid of Claypool getting the ball. Yeah. They don't do it. They don't give it to him. Yeah, Juju had the one touchdown against the Raiders that was a jet sweep. They don't do jet sweeps. Like we, you're doing these jet sweep fake motions, and you're doing all this pre snap stuff. But no one's afraid of them because they don't do anything. They're just for show at this point. Like you, I, I don't know, man. I am I missing something? Because like I feel no. like an offensive coordinator in the National Football League should be smarter than this. Like it. It's just a pain to watch. Like, it, it's unwatchable. I wanted to rip my eyes out last year. It is year. unwatchable. And it's, it's literally just it, going me, right back into to it. To me, it's worse because it's a new year. Like, last year, we started off really good, but we always knew Fickner sucked. And then teams were like, oh, Fickner sucks. This offense is actually really easy to stop. Let's start stopping it. And they did. I it, To me, it's worse to watch this year because... They had a whole offseason. They got some new linemen. They got a new coordinator. They had a whole offseason to figure it out, and it just looks so bad still. Yeah. That's why it's worse to me. Yeah. But I I don't know. I, I don't like when people kind of put the blame on Ben. He, I mean, it's no secret he's not the guy he, he once was. No. But, he, I mean, he's bad as mobile as a telephone pole. <laughs> but, I mean, if you give him... I feel like I'm just... I, I, I went on a whole rant about it last week. I feel like I'm just going to say the same things, but I'll I'll repeat it just for... just for the Because it's still relevant. When you have a quarterback as immobile as Ben Roethlisberger, who's a pocket-passing quarterback, mm-hmm. like Roethlisberger is at this point in his career, you need to build around him and surround him with an offense he can succeed in. Yes. That's why the Bucks work so well. Yep. When you have an immobile quarterback, you give him a great offensive line... And Led you the team him- in rushing yards last week. I don't want to hear nothing about that. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Tom Brady still got it, folks. I'm when you sorry to tell you. When you have a mobile quarterback like like Brady, you surround him with a good offensive line and weapons who can get it done. That is how you build around a pocket-passing quarterback. Yeah. The Steelers got the weapons, but when you give an immobile quarterback the possibly the possibly worst, the worst, off, line, the in worst line in football, it's not going to yeah. go well. Combined with horrible play calling that's so predictable, I mean, it's it's a mess. Yeah. It's not going to go well when you when you do things like that. But, I, I don't know, I, I wanted to briefly touch on the injuries, but even still, I mean, I like, I get it. Like, it matters. I, it right? do, I, like, I, it, I get it. TJ TJ was out, Highsmith was out, Tua didn't play, obviously, Tyson's gone for the year, Hayden didn't play, I mean, I, like, I, I get it, there was a lot that the Steelers were missing, but... Still an NFL roster. You're still you're still in a you're still an above average defense. I mean, it, I think that speaks volume to the Steelers' defense because even without all those guys, you still have a solid defense. Yeah. 
Uh, Kel Witherspoon didn't look good in his no. in his Steelers no, debut. Mika Fitzpatrick continues to not look good. Uh, Terrell Edmonds had the interception. <laughs> I can't, I'll give Let's him some love, baby. Give him a tip drill pick. I mean, Woo. Cam Hayward still looks solid, but like it. The the guys they're they're not stepping up. James Pierre looked horrible in the Bengals game. That Jamar Chase touchdown, he just got destroyed, and it looked like he gave up on the play while the ball was in the air. I, it's it it's a mess. I know I understand the injuries, but even still, I I was expecting a little bit more from from the Steelers defense. But the one thing I want to focus on a lot in the recap of the Bengals game. We are leading the NFL right now in drops, the Steelers, mm-hmm. after three weeks. We're leading the NFL in drops with 12. More of last year? We had 10 in the Bengals game. We had two drops in two games total. Yeah. And I I may be wrong, but I think both of them were Ebron. We're going to get to him later, trust me. <laughs> um, the drops in the first two weeks weren't a problem. We had two drops in two games. I will, ta- I, I will take that. I'll take a, one drop a game. Yeah. We had 10 drops in one game against the Bengals. Yeah, that's... Uh, 10 that is drops. The, that is not the winning formula. Oh, my God. So, like, yeah, are you, yeah. are you The fact that Pittsburgh even kept this, like... A, they were they like they were pretty much... It was pretty much done after the third quarter, but... It was a winnable game. For, for a majority for, of the game. For the majority of the fourth quarter, too. Pittsburgh had the ball in the red zone... Down by 14 with, like, seven minutes left. You score there, it's a one-possession game with seven minutes left. Winnable game. All you need is stop. The fact that the offensive line, the play calling, the drops, like, everything combined, and the Steelers still had that game winnable until about halfway through the fourth quarter when they went for it, and it was possibly the worst fourth-down play call I have ever seen in my life. And once again, that is not an exaggeration. Possibly the worst call I've ever seen. I don't know if you saw it. No. You were stuck with playing baseball. You didn't get to really watch the game start to finish. It was the same situation I was talking about. Pittsburgh was down 24-10. to 10. Yeah. They were in the... I don't know exactly what yard line they were at. They were in the red zone, though. It was f- it was 4th and 10. I think they had the ball like the 15, 16-yard line around there. 4th and 10, game's on. You don't get this, the game's over. 4th and 10. Not 4th not and 1. No, yeah. Fourth yeah, and, fourth ten. and ten, ten yards. Screen pass to Najee, no game, no game. They did a wheel. Najee was in the backfield, just ran a little out towards the sideline. Ben hit him. Three. That was the play. He actually hurdled Mike Hilton on that play. I think that might have been a different play, but I think that was the same play. But Najee fought for his life just to get back to the line of scrimmage because he caught the ball like a yard or two behind the line of scrimmage, and three or four Bengals just swarmed him. Fourth and ten. First look in the ben. red zone. Uh, it didn't take long for him to hit him. It didn't. I, he might have looked at a receiver before that, but it didn't take very long for him to just to dish it out to Najee. I'm sorry. This might sound a little harsh. <sighs> Even like just hearing about it, this often makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> I want to kill myself. I like if if this seriously keeps up. I like. I'm like. I'm. We're, we're not... gonna have a we're gonna have a top ten pick in the draft. Yeah. We're going to have a top 10 pick in the draft. Possibly pop, top 5. I mean, like, seriously. And, and if you wanted a top 10 or a top 5 pick, last year was the year you wanted. Mm, yeah. It, it is not. Yeah. It's really not this it year. It is not this Just year. Just based off the quarterback pool not being as strong coming in as last year's. 
Yeah, this this quarterback class is really wild. Last year's wild. class in general was really good. It was really good. It was really and deep this, up into the, like, yeah, the second round. It, it was really good. And this year has the potential to be really good, but every quarterback, like last year we knew... Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence Justin was, Fields. Lawrence was very likely the number one pick. Bare minimum top ten. I mean, like, bare. That would have been ridiculous if he even f- fell out of the top five. But going, I'm talking about going into the season, Trevor Lawrence was the number one pick. Justin Fields was going to be a top pick. Trey Lance was looking to be a first-round pick. Zach Wilson creeped you, his way in. As Zach the Wilson, went. as the season went on, got, got into the first round. So did Mac Jones. This year... Like, Rattler will likely be a first-round pick, but other than yeah. that, if anyone even just doesn't play great, they could fall out of the first round. Yeah. There's so many question it's, marks this year. Yeah. So, I mean, I like this year's quarterback class. I like the potential of the quarterback class. I think there's multiple guys who can be good. But I, I agree, last year was the year to do it if you were going to yeah. tank and get a signal caller. And we were talking about this as at the draft, and like we knew this wasn't going to happen, but... They should have traded up for Justin Fields, dude. Oh, oh my God, I, that would that, that like I would have loved that. It I was mean, it was essentially smarter to sit back and wait for like an alignment or Harris. Yeah. Um, but oh, I would have. Well, I actually talked about it a little bit on on the Instagram page. Uh, the the idea. I don't think the Steelers ever really considered it, but the idea not too long before the draft, a couple weeks before the draft. The idea popped up of the Steelers either hanging back and getting a lineman or trading up to get a quarterback and just re-signing James Conner. And that didn't sound like such a bad idea to me. I don't want to make it seem like I don't like the Steelers. Like I I agree with the Najee Harris pick. I It's a really good pick. He's a future stud. He's already a stud. But once the Steelers' offense figures out, he's going to be a top running back. So I obviously love the Najee pick. Mm-hmm. But if right now... We had Justin Fields behind Ben, and Connor still in the backfield. Possibly another lineman that could be beneficial. Steelers offense might be looking a little better right now. If you and that's have, not Najee's fault at all. If you have a above average offensive line, your running back can be literally anyone. You can make an average running back look good. You can make like Demarco Murray. Demarco Murray mm. in Dallas wasn't really anything until they got that line yeah. all together. Mm-hmm. And once that line got together, he ran for about fourteen hundred yards. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, you can. I agree. You can make an average. And granted, that that was the best line in football for about five years. Oh yeah. Um, but even still, like, not a quarterback has to be in the right frame of mind, and he has to be special to be good. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need that from a running back. No, I agree. So I understand wanting to do that before the season, but I agree with you. I think the Najee pick was what it should have been. Yeah. Um, he is a he is a star. He's he's he is a young star. In this I already league. view Najee as a superstar player. I don't even view him as a guy. Oh, one day he's going to be a superstar. I think he is at that level already. He's just not getting anything. If you put him behind, uh, the, if you trade, if you swap Nick Chubb for Najee Harris right now, and you put him behind the Browns' offensive line, he's running for fourteen hundred yards. Yeah, he's he's already at that level, and it's so frustrating to watch. And and also, actually, I didn't write this down under the things I wanted to go over. But the next thing I want to go over in that Bengals game, which also you probably didn't see, because. Like I said, you were you were stuck at baseball. You didn't get to watch the game start to finish. The penalties, awful. 
Yeah. From the offensive line. Awful. Najee had it was it was laughable at one point. Me and me and Matt were sitting there watching the game. Najee had three runs in a row that were really good and got called back. He had I don't remember exactly how much they went for, but he had two I remember he had two rushes where he got first downs, I think it was ten plus yards, and it got called back. He got another carry and and broke into the secondary. While the play was still going on, I was like, oh, okay, just call it back then. Najee got a good carry, so you got to call it back. He gets tackled, they call it back. Like a second later, I see the little flag icon pop up on the bottom screen. Yeah. Matt starts laughing. I'm like, oh, yeah, perfect. And even Najee did it. He, Najee had the ball in his hands. He threw up his hands, and, and the ball like went behind him. He was just like, I can't do anything. <laughs> like, I can't do anything. When you guys aren't blocking, you're holding. It's like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This line, man, like, it's it's bad. It is. It's it is really bad. And I scene. and I was so like I was optimistic. I was optimistic, and even in the first couple weeks, I was like, we could figure this out. Well, preseason, Dan Moore looked so he looked good. Fucking awesome. He looked so good, and and now his his pass protection hasn't been terrible, but no one on this team can run block. I mean, absolutely nobody. And, and you got to think that. Run blocking is easier than than pass blocking in for, certain situations. For tackles, I think it's easier to pass block, but these guards, I these guards and Kendra Green too doesn't look good. I mean, it's just it's just not looking good at at all. Um, but I I saw something that was actually maybe I don't even think this is really an excuse, but it's maybe some sort of explanation. The two Steelers offensive line coaches are at a complete standstill. Like, they have such opposite ways to go heads. about this. Yeah, they... Yeah. I don't even remember the one guy's name. I know Clem is the, the primary mm-hmm. offensive line coach. I don't remember the other guy's name. But they have, like, completely different ideas on how to shape this offensive line. And it's apparently causing some confusion between the linemen because they're like, well, did we do this or did we do that? Because one coach is telling me one thing and another coach is telling me the other. Yeah. So even the, the coaching situation with the line, it's it's so bad. Kevin Dotson looked so bad against the Bengals. I mean, that was another guy I had so much optimism yeah. about going into this season. I figured Trey Turner's healthy. He can go back to being a pro bowler. Dotson's got that potential. Green and Moore looked good in preseason. You know, like a lot of people are sleeping on this line. It could be good going into the season. They all look horrible. It's just like they're all terrible players right now. Oh, my God. I can't. There's just so much to to say about it. But I'm going to move on to the last thing about the Bengals game. Do you have any sort of optimism going forward after after this kind of performance at home against the Bengals? First time since 2003, 2002, or 2004, I think it was. No, 2003. First time since 2003 we lost back-to-back home games. We have not done that since Roethlisberger was drafted. I know I didn't get to watch pretty much any of that game. Yeah. Just besides stuff that I was seeing on Instagram mm-hmm. and highlights here and there. Um, I can't say that I do have a lot of optimism. Um, obviously, like I'm not necessarily a negative person, so I'm not going to cut the cord just yet. Yeah. I want to give it maybe another week or two because... like. You guys, they could have good weeks of practices, really get it into their ass that hey. they need to pick up their shit. <laughs> Gotta do it soon. Um, but this is also the same exact team that I believe can go out into Green Bay and win a football game this week. Yeah. Just because. 
and, literally just because and it's not even like that I have anything like to look forward to like oh the line's going to be better this week mm-hmm. oh we're going to have a wider spread playbook this week I don't know what it is. I just like. I I think it's because they're the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this that's is what, what I'm they saying. Do. Like, yeah, this like, is just the things that they, they look, do. They look terrible one week. They lose to the Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> but they can go out and play good football just because. Beat, like, they beat the Bills on the road two yeah, weeks ago. Like, <laughs> that was literally two weeks ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is unbelievable what this it, team can do, it, and like, there's no rhyme or reason for I it. I still think. That some some people may not agree with this. I still think, if you just look at it from a roster standpoint, the Steelers have one of the most talented rosters in the league. Yeah. When they're healthy, I still believe that. But the scheme and the it it's just not working right now. The defense still has to get healthy, so I think the defense going forward will be fine. Especially when Tua comes back, that's going to be very helpful to have Hayward and Tua on the line, TJ and Highsmith back, Bush gets going. Uh, Hayden back at, at corner. Hopefully that'll help Minka get it going a little bit. I still I think the defense going forward is going to be fine, but I am really concerned for this offensive. Yeah. The, just the whole offensive performance. And I want to go to... I want to kind of stick with the offense here. This is pretty much going to be an all-offensive podcast. We're really not going to talk about much else because there is nothing else to talk about. Um, The run game... I This is a stat that I... Couple stats actually that I want to bring up. Last year, the Steelers finished last in the NFL in uh, rushing yards per game, mm-hmm. eighty-two yeah. rushing yards per game. So, how many people? Because I, 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 I felt this way. How many people do you think were sitting back and thinking, "Well, it can't get worse with the run game"? Were you, were you one of those people? I mean, yeah, like we've we flipped the line. I had optimism going in about our young guys. We just drafted Najee Harris. I mean, like, what? We what he... finished dead last in the NFL with 82 yards per game, and I thought, well, it really can't get worse. It has dropped 30 yards per game. We are averaging 53 rushing yards a game this year. 53. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, <laughs> Like I'm try- like I was literally sitting there trying to think of like something to no, say to like yeah, add to that, but like I, I'm, with I'm, you. I'm, I'm speechless. I'm with like, you. That's it's unbelievable. Fifty-three. You have a running back with the ability of Najee Harris, and you are averaging fifty-three rushing yards yeah. a game. Yeah. Najee just to get some volume and some stats had to catch he needed, fourteen passes. He needed to get a hundred receiving yards to like. Be like, yeah, like I, I'm able to. It, it, hey, it helped. This. It helped me a lot in fantasy. Oh, yeah, it did. We, we're in a half PPR league, mm-hmm. and I have Najee Harris. Yeah. So that's a. Uh, listen, I, I. That's about 19 points just off a of receiving. Dude, yards. yeah, he with, had with like bonuses, he though. had like 20 something points, and yeah. like a third of them were just based off of the catches from PPR because he had 14. <laughs> Steelers running back record, by the way. Didn't know if you knew that. Yeah, I mean, I've record for running a lot back. Of fucking catches. 14. So, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also, Najee has one more stat I want to bring up about the run game, and then we'll move on to something else. Najee has, I think it's a hundred and, I should have wrote this down, I think he has 123 rushing yards this season. 58 of those yards have come before contact. So, I, it's, it's not, like, 
it, it's more than like more than half of that's your not yards good. Yards. That like that's yeah. not. This is just this is just we're just rolling out these stats just to really try to show you guys how horrible this offensive line has been. I mean, it is pathetic. I I saw the Steelers posted on Instagram today the because they're playing the Packers this week. I don't know if you saw it. The game-winning touchdown from Ben to Mike Wallace when we oh, won, yeah. when we won thirty-seven, thirty-six, yeah. and Wallace had that toe tap. That was back in two thousand nine. I watched that play, and I actually watched it multiple times just to really like prove the point that I thought I saw. Roethlisberger didn't move a muscle on that play. He wasn't doing like he was still in his prime then. Obviously, it's two thousand nine, but he didn't have to do any prime Ben Roethlisberger magic. He wasn't moving around the pocket. He wasn't like avoiding sacks, yeah, making these crazy throws. Steady. He stri- He did a five-step drop back, and he sat in the pocket, looked around, threw it to Mike Wallace. Roethlisberger is still capable of doing that oh, yeah. right now. Oh yeah. If you watch that play, the uh, the protection that Roethlisberger got was immaculate. He did. There was not a single guy near him. It was a perfect pocket. He sat there. He looked around. He made the throw, and we won the game. This is why it's it's bothering me. Looking at that play just made it bother me more about all the people that are putting all this blame on Ben Roethlisberger. If you go back and watch that play, you cannot tell me Roethlisberger can't still do that. He can still make that throw. He can still make that play. He just doesn't have the line to do it. Yeah. And he doesn't... Uh. He's running for his life out there. And he's and he uh, he's as mobile as a tree. And you can't you can't ask Ben Roethlisberger to run for his life. He's like the least mobile quarterback in the NFL. That's why I I think most of this blame goes on the Steelers. Not even like like yeah, you got Najee hoping to help him with the run game, take a little bit of load off of him. But the Steelers failed Ben Roethlisberger this offseason. Yeah, they did not do you. You went in. You knew what you had. It's not like. You know, we had a replacement lined up, and Roethlisberger was the backup, and he got hurt. No, now we're in a panic. You rolled into this season full well knowing Ben Roethlisberger was your QB1, and you completely failed to build this offense around him. You did not do what you needed to do. I I love Kevin Colbert, but I think a lot of this blame goes on him. He didn't do what he needed to do. And mm-hmm. he's still refusing to go look in the free agent market. I mean, where is um, Mitchell Schwartz? Or there's, oh, there's another guy. There's a guard. There's a free agent guard who's... Go, go pull up some free agent linemen for me. There's a guard that I actually saw the other day, and I was like, he's still a free agent. Why are we not calling him right now? Because Kevin Dotson looks absolutely awful. Let's take a look here. I, I mean, I get Zach Banner's coming back soon, but where is Mitchell Schwartz? Banner can go play left tackle because Dan Moore sucks. But yeah, let me, let me know when you pull that up because there's a, there's a couple... There's a guard or two on the free agent market. There's a tackle or two. Like, why are we not reaching out to these guys? Are you are you satisfied with what you're looking at right now? I just the first couple things that pop up on Google. Um, Alex Mack, which is a center, so it really doesn't matter. Wait, I mean, Green no, looks like crap on. too. See, why are they doing this? Why 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 are they doing this? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is... That is that is okay. I have uh, still have a couple more things to get to before we wrap <laughs> this up, so we're not in any kind of rush right now. Oh, actually, I have an updated list as of two days ago for all. Um, There's I, I remember Mitchell seeing, Schwartz. I remember seeing a guard that I was like, "Why are we not reaching out?" David DeCastro. David DeCastro. No. Um, yeah, I don't even know if he's ever going to play Available football again. Available offensive lineman: Mitchell Schwartz, David DeCastro, Russell Okung, uh, Rick Wagner. Um, 
Demar Dotson. Demar Dotson, that was who it was. Demar Dotson can play. He's a he's old. Yeah. But I mean, is he gonna be worse than what we have right now? DJ Fluker. DJ Fluker's a free agent? Yep. Why are we not like why? DJ Fluker's still young, is he not or am I thinking of someone else? Is DJ Fluker not DJ like DJ Fluker is thirty. He's thirty? Alright, it's a little bit older than I thought, but I knew he wasn't that old. Coleccio Semile. I, I mean, these are, Sweezy. these are all guys that... These are all names. It's, like, it's just another... All... It's 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 another one of those things where it's like... Brian it, Winters. It can't um, get worse. Yeah. You might as well try Literally, one of them. It cannot get it worse. Can't, you can't get worse. Ben Roethlisberger was sacked multiple times in back-to-back weeks. That has not happened in about four years. Yeah. I, Forrest Lamp. Forrest Lamp? <laughs> well, anyway, well, as promised... Unbelievable. Earlier in the podcast, I want to touch on Eric Ebron. And this is a really depressing thing for me to, to to talk about because I really like Eric Ebron. Yeah. He's a great locker room guy. He clearly mm-hmm. doesn't take himself too seriously. He's fun. That's why him and Juju get along so well. I, I like Eric Ebron a lot outside of playing football because lately he is... I mean, he he's getting to a point where he is... Like almost unrosterable for the Steelers to have. I mean, he he can't block. He can't he can't block and save his life. Pat Fryermuth is clearly the better blocker. Cannot catch a football. And and he can't catch a football. He's been targeted seven times this year. You know how many catches he has? He's got one. Oh. He's got one really? catch. In in the Bills game, he caught a nineteen yard pass over the middle of the field. Hmm. He has one catch. He's been targeted seven times. It's been three weeks. And he's got like three or four drops. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many passes where he got targeted and didn't drop it or catch it, but it can't be many. Because I know he's got at least three drops, and he's got a catch. So that only leaves three other targets. He's had that throughout his career, though. Not this bad, Not though. This, I, I, I mean, that, that was another... I want to go... I, let's go back to the topic of before. Last year, I'm thinking, like, it's a good thing we drafted Fryermuth because, you know... If Ebron's drops continue, then we can stick in Fryermuth. It's not going to get much worse with Ebron, so good thing we have Fryermuth as a security blanket. It has gotten worse. It's literally worse. He cannot... Like, why are you... You could hit up any tight end on any practice squad in the league or any backup, and they can do what Ebron is doing right now. He can't block, and he can't catch. Why are you even on an NFL roster if you yeah. are a tight end who cannot catch or block? Yeah, like, what I mean, else that, is there for you to do? That's all you gotta do! Like, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Do you have anything to add about Ebron? Um, I'm gonna agree in saying that I, I love his character. I, yeah, I do. I, I, I really I, do. He is such a great guy. He loves the city of Pittsburgh. Like, in terms of a guy <laughs> that you want on your team, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. But it also doesn't get much worse than the production that he puts out. Like it, it's not even at the point. Like we've been talking, especially like during preseason and stuff, and even after like week one, we were talking about how long it was going to take for Fryermuth to take the tight yeah. end one spot. And we were saying like, oh, if Ebron doesn't pick it up, you know, he's going to get demoted to tight end too. We're not even at that point anymore. We're at the point where if he doesn't pick it up, he's going to get fucking cut. Yeah. Like he's been that bad. Yeah. He, he's he's he, like we can't even say oh if Ebron's not careful he's gonna be the backup soon. I think that ship has sailed. I think he's already the backup. He's gonna get cut if he doesn't pick it up. And like I don't even know what his issue could be. I I mean like what could possibly be catch going, the ball like yeah, like catch. what could be going so wrong for him that like he is 
incapable of doing simplistic things. There, There is any... You can grab any tight end who plays football professionally. You can go to the CFL and grab a backup tight end and put him in Ebron's position, and he will be giving you the same production. Eric Ebron is giving you production that should not even be on an NFL roster at this point. Yeah. He can't... He can't do anything. How and, much money is he taking up? Not a lot, but not a little. Yeah. Well, you could you I could look it enough. up on on over the cap. It's it's a couple mil. I think I to me if I'm Kevin Colbert, I would sit down with Tomlin and Canada and say, listen, if Ebron plays like crap again, we're cutting him. He you, there is no point in having him on this roster. He, Zach uh, Gentry can do what he Zach Gentry could be the tight end too. He could do what Ebron's doing. Zach Gentry's probably a better blocker than Ebron. He could probably be better. At least he, maybe he could catch a football. If he could just catch a football, it would be better than Ebron. Ebron but, is on a contract right now. I he think signed, it was, he signed, it was two years. It was a two-year 12. 16? Oh, 12, 12 mil. So he's taking up 6 mil. Yeah, uh, his cap hit is $4,596,000. $4.9 too much. It's, I mean, it's... four point four point six. You say four point six? No, I mean, oh. it's four five nine six. Oh, four five nine. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was four. So nine. I thought you said four nine five. Um, that's that's too much. Like that, you were paying almost five million dollars to a guy who was giving you absolutely nothing. I mean, he's actually just making the team worse. And like I said, I really hate to talk like this because I, I like Ebron a lot. But this this can't he he can't be on the team anymore if this is how he's gonna play. Yeah. He's literally playing like he should retire. And he's not even that old. No. Like he has, he's still like, in his twenties. Like he he's still in his twenties. He doesn't like he's like, obviously <laughs> he's been off the field, but he has like he doesn't have crazy health issues. No. He's just And, he's and, just and not at least good. last year it was like the, what's always been Ebron's saving grace has been his Red zone threat. He's always been a good red, like with the Colts. With yeah, he had, like, he had like, 14 touchdowns. Yeah, he had like 14 or 15 up. touchdowns. And even last year, even though his drops were a problem, he he had he was looked at in the red zone. He had a, uh, a red zone touchdown against Baltimore. Uh, he had one against Dallas, that big one against Dallas. And uh, the Colts, too. He had one against the Colts. He, had, he, he was a factor in the red zone last year. He's not even that anymore this year. Yeah. I mean, he has... It's it's only been three weeks. I'll give him another game or two to pick it up. But if he doesn't pick it up by week five, he's cut. Yeah, I, I would cut him. Yeah, I, it, there's just no point in having that on your team. It it brings you down. Not only does he just not help, it brings you down. Yeah. It. I don't know. Any last things to say about Ebron before we move on? I hope to God he picks it up. Just based off of, like we talked about, like who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, the locker room presence that he has, the connection that he has with the guys on the team. Yeah. Just for that sake, I hope he can get it together because that's a guy that you can look up to yeah. in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a guy that can bring a team together. He should be a mentor for Fryermuth. And but he, Fryermuth is maybe kicking off the, the field, life out of maybe him. Maybe off the field he is, but at this point there's nothing Ebron can say to Fryermuth about his game that's going to help him. Yeah, I mean, what are you what are you doing that you that you have the right to talk this way? I mean, that's like I don't even know what to compare that to. That's that that's like 
what's his face? Blaine Gabbert trying to give tips to Tom Brady. It's like, yeah. I mean, I realize Byron, Byron Leftwich. Even I realize, yeah, we're Byron Leftwich. All the use he has. I realize I just compared Fryer with to Brady, but if you, it's not, it's not the comparison of the players. It's the comparison of the situation that they're in. There's nothing Ebron can say to Fryermuth at this point that's gonna yeah. help him on the field because he's just horrible. That's so terrible to say. But and it it is. I hate it. I hate saying it. But uh, last thing we we talk about here is the next game going forward. Normally, after watching the Steelers just completely suck against the Bengals at home, going on the road and playing Green Bay seems like it should be a blowout. But for those of you who have watched the Steelers long enough, you know that they have tendencies to be the weirdest teams yeah. in the NFL. And I don't think Pittsburgh's going to win this game. I don't either. But I am not going to write them off just because of who they are. You can't. You can't like, write it, them off. Like, it is unbelievable, too. Like, they literally can go from playing the worst football you will ever see and... Not even like just kick the shit out of teams. Yeah. Well, look like, at last year when they beat the Colts. Yeah. I mean, they they were coming off of two horrible losses. They lost to Washington and the Bengals, and they didn't. That look was good a at... huge second half game. I, I, but the point is that they, like, they beat still the Colts. Did it. Like they like, beat yeah. the Colts. I understand they looked like crap again in the first half, yeah. but they were undefeated. They lost to Washington, and then they lost, they got embarrassed by Cincinnati, and it was like morale was at an all time low. It was looking like a waste of a season. And then they beat the Colts. Uh, actually, I think they beat. They lost to the Bills. I think they lost three in a row and then beat the Colts, if I'm not mistaken. But I know they lost at least two in a row. And uh, like they're capable, this is like, they're capable of doing stuff like that. Like how in the world, looking at last year, how in the world did they beat the Colts in that yeah. game? How that, did they beat the Colts? And that team was good. The that Colts, Colts are, the Colts are good. good. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know how they managed to beat the Colts, but they did not deserve to beat the Colts. But anyway, what what do you what do you think about this Packers game? Got any score predictions? Any stat line predictions? What what's your what's your head at? Where's your head at with this game? I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Cause like, if we're going based off of how they've looked, you can't imagine that they come within twenty yeah. to thirty yeah. points <laughs> of the Packers, right? De- they but are like, getting healthier, though. Multiple starters are expected. They to be are back. getting healthier. Deontay Johnson should be back. Highsmith and TJ should be back. Hayden will be back. But even if we're talking like that, like, yeah, we beat the Bills. We didn't look spectacular, though. No. We looked solid in the second half, though. We didn't look good week two. Obviously, we didn't look, look good last week. Oh we didn't God. have a lot of those guys that are coming back this yeah. week, but. I think Deontay Johnson's going to be big for the offense this week. I sure is, hope so. He is by far Ben's most targeted receiver because he's the best route runner. When you yeah. have an offense... When you're where, able to get open, you're going to get the ball. Especially in an offense where the coordinator just insists that you throw the ball in like two seconds, which I still don't get. It let I, 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 I kind of get it with this offensive line because it's so bad, but like you're, it, it doesn't work. I mean, how, how many times do we have to see it fail... For us to stop forcing Ben to throw it within a second and a half, I get it. The offensive line is not capable of protecting Ben for that long, but this 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 is not working. This no. this quick pass shit, it's not working. When you have a really good route runner like Deontay Johnson in that kind of offense, he's gonna get targets constantly. Yeah. So I think that'll help. I think obviously getting the pass rush back will help because the pass rush was so bad 
against the Bengals. We didn't. We our streak ended. We didn't get a sack. Yeah. That streak. We had seventy five straight games where we had What's a sack. sack. Didn't get it last week. Pass rush looked horrible. Should look good again this week now. Especially, I think it's unlikely at this point, but I don't think it's completely out of the uh, possibility that Tua comes back this week. Mm. It's it's looking likely that he won't be. Yeah, but, but it's possible that Tua comes back this week if he practices tomorrow. It's possible. They might have a chance. It, it's yeah. possible. That would be cool. So, be but cool even if he doesn't come back, you get the pass rush back. You get Hayden back. Uh, you get Deontay Johnson back. They're they're starting to get their starters back again. So. The defense should definitely look better with or without to it. The defense should definitely look better. The offense is getting Deontay Johnson back, but I I can't have too much optimism going into this game. Yeah. I mean how how could you? Literally how could you can't. You just you can't. Like You can't. I don't know. I don't wanna get into any like stat line predictions uh, like cuz like if i say something that's like somewhat optimistic i'm probably going to look like an asshole <laughs> um i don't want to say anything too short and then have it come true and be like well mm, there it is yeah but um i don't know in my gut i think we're going to lose this game yeah i think the packers are a better put together team as they stand right now, I'm not saying that their roster is better. It's, I just I, and I, they're that's, just that's playing. So be, they're just playing better football. That's that's what's so annoying to me is I don't think their roster is better. I think the Steelers have the better roster. Yeah. But with the way the offensive scheme and the line and Ben looks right now, there's just no way they can beat anybody with with how they played. They play the rest of the season the way they played against the Bengals. We're gonna go one and sixteen. We're not gonna yeah. win another game. So there's really I I don't know, I don't know. I expect it to get better because we're getting starters back, but. The Packers are a good team, and we're yeah. on the road. I don't expect a win. I'm going to say it's going to be like 28-13. I think that's, that's I, th- I, think I think I think the Packers that. are going to be able to put up points. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they cracked 30, though. Just yeah, because, so? Just because, I mean, like, that offense as a whole is good. Yeah, it is. It's a good offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they only have Devonta Adams really at wide receiver, but they still have Aaron Jones. Especially because I, uh, I don't think Valdez Scantling is playing. Yeah, I know he missed practice today. Yeah, so I don't think he it's, he might not be playing. So they really they really don't have anything outside a receiver Devonte Adams. But I I know think... knowing Pittsburgh they'll they'll do a decent job of locking up Adams and they'll let like Alan Lazard just destroy them because yeah. that's that's the kind of stuff that the Steelers do. Yeah, but I I'm expecting a little bit of a I'm expecting the defense to do pretty well. I don't think the Packers crack thirty. I think they get like low to mid twenties. Because the Steelers' defense is getting a lot healthier than it was last week. So I think the defense does a decent job. But I don't think that offense is going to do anything. against uh, On the road in, at Lambeau, I mean, Eric Stokes has looked really good. They're, they're a rookie corner. Uh, he had a rough week one, but he's looked pretty good in the, in the next couple weeks. He I, I just don't see the Steelers' offense doing much. I think I'm going to say... I'm going to go with pretty much around the same score as the Bengals game. I think it's going to be about 24-10. to 10. I think it's going to be around yeah. that range. I think Pittsburgh is going to not put up a lot of points. I think the defense is going to let up some, but I think they're going to hang in there. But ultimately, I I, I don't see the Packers really struggling with this with this game. And I hate to, to be like that because I, I do not have experience being like that with the Steelers. No. This is the first time 
in my I think in my lifetime where we are in the beginning of a season and I am thinking there's absolutely no way Pittsburgh makes a playoff run. I don't think I've ever felt that way. Yeah, but I mean even even back in like 20 uh what was it like 2013, 2014 when we went like 8 and 8 and and even still like during that season when we started to pick cuz we started off bad that year too when we started to pick it up. Even during that season I was thinking we still have Tomlin, we still have prime Ben Roethlisberger. We have weapons around him. We get it together. We can make. We can, a, make, we can make a run. Yeah. We didn't end up making the playoffs that year, but I was still optimistic. I I was thinking if we get to the playoffs, we can make a little bit of a run. I don't feel that way right now. It's the first time that week four of the NFL season is around, and I'm thinking not a chance Pittsburgh makes a playoff run. Not if they even get there. I don't yeah. even think. I don't even think we can be counted on to get there at this point. Do you think? That we have the first year in Tomlin, Tomlin and under five hundred. I was 500. I was going to say that I think I think it'll be it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I was going to say after whatever you were going to say, I was going to bring this up. I think this is the most danger they've ever been in. Yes, and you have to remember that two years ago, Devlin Hodges was the quarterback, and I think they are in more danger now than yeah. they were then. Because at least that line was holding up. It wasn't bad. It was like it yeah. wasn't terrible. We were still able to mm-hmm. have pass protection. We it was were able still, to get the it was ball still a solid like, downfield. Like it was. And we haven't seen yeah. any of that in the past two years. It was still a solid line, and but right now, I, I, I think at this moment, obviously things could change. Matt Canada could, could kick it up, and you know, the rookie lineman could get it going, and the Steelers' offense could look really good in a couple weeks. Yeah. There's still there is still the chance of that. But at the moment it just doesn't I think look like I think we finish a couple games below 500. With the way we look right now, I think so. Yeah. I think we have I think we borderline a top 10 pick at this point. I think we'll be picking around 10 or 11 with the way they look. Cuz they'll sneak out a couple more wins. They'll hit, they'll get Yeah, they'll be able to They'll they'll be able to get like 6 or 7 wins with the way they look right now just because the defense will get healthy and maybe We'll play a crappy team and like the defense will let up like three points and we'll win like ten to three. But with the way things are looking right now, I I think they finish a couple games below five hundred, which is crazy because before the season, just a couple weeks ago, I was thinking that if these things could work out, Pittsburgh is a contender. And yeah. now I'm talking about them being below five hundred, which is just how bad that they have looked. Yeah, that's that is how bad that this offense has looked. Yeah, and there is all the reason in the world to to think like that. It's it's really depressing. It's it, this is the I, I'm hoping that this is the most negative podcast we record throughout the season, but yeah. it might not be. There might be more of this to come. And like, I don't even know if we can be negative if they lose this week. Like, obviously well, we we're can, expecting it, but so. yeah, like, I I don't want to say it because the theme has. I've been proven wrong on multiple different occasions. I it can it get much worse? You want to yeah, say you want to like say can, no, but like, it can. It can. We've seen it get worse yeah, from like, where we thought the lowest point was. Mm-hmm. We were dead last in the NFL in rushing last year, and we thought, okay, it can't get worse. Eighty yards a game—that's not good. It can't get worse than that, and it has gotten it has significantly gotten worse. worse. Same with Ebron and his drops. I mean it. I want to say it can't get worse, so maybe ne- maybe next week, even if we lose, we could be talking about the things that looked better. How about but- we just say it gets worse now, in the hopes that everything <laughs> flips around? <laughs> 
we're going expecting it to get worse against yeah. Green Bay. So even if they keep it somewhat close, we can go in and say, hey, we did one, it. We're one and three, but you know what? We only let up three sacks this week. But if it does instead get of worse, four or five, then we we knew it was coming. This this is it's... this has the potential to be such a painful season. I oh, I'm so not ready for it because I've never ever had to experience that. I mean, Tomlin took over in what 2006. After the 2006 Super Bowl. Yeah, after, yeah. So, 06, 06, 07 was Tomlin's first season. I was six years old, about to turn seven, when Tomlin took over. Yeah. I don't have a lot of football. I have a couple. I remember the Steelers Super Bowl against the Seahawks. I remember that AFC Championship game against the the Broncos where we destroyed them. I I have a lot of memories of the Steelers before Tomlin took over. Not a lot. I have some memories of the Steelers before Tomlin took over. Mm-hmm. But 99% of my football memories have been with Tomlin and Ben. Yeah. And with Tomlin and Ben, I have never once thought we were out of it until we were statistically out, out of it. Of it. Yeah. This is the first time in my life. I'm 22 years old now. This is the first time in my life that I think there's a really there good, chance a good chance we are out of it. Yeah. And it's week four. Yeah, I mean, week. maybe call it an overreaction because it's only week four, but that no. is how bad that no, they looked. It, it's, at home. It's not even it, like you can make the excuse that it, they were white. They were at home, and is, they looked that bad. It is not an overreaction in the slightest going based off of what we saw last year and what we're seeing right now. Yeah. It is It is horrible. It's, it's horrible bad. Horrible to I, watch. Like, I... I want to gouge my eyes out. Dude, it is terrible. I can't take it much longer. Well, anyway, thank you everyone for tuning oh, in. My this, Lord. yeah, we we are just really sad about this because of how passionate we are, Steelers fans. But and I hope you guys are just as sad because, like, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. sucks. But I mean, sucks. like, I, I don't want to be the only two people that are like heartbroken at watching this team yeah. play football. But anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Once again, this was presented by Steel City Blitz. I'm Jeff here with Pat, and hopefully next week we can be a little bit more positive. But right now, Steelers don't deserve it. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you next week. We love you all.